Welcome back, everybody, to Chris and Harry Unplugged. This is episode four. I'm Harry. That's Chris. And man, what a crazy week in American politics. I mean, we had uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene showing inappropriate photos of the president's son on the House floor. We had the Republican governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, approving blatantly racist education policy. And we're going to talk about all that today, among other things. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, a wild week. As the ball rolls closer to 2024, I'm telling you, man, like Republicans just just keep getting wilder and wilder. We'll have to see. Just we'll have, to, we'll have to see where we're at like a year from now, but dude, it's yeah, it's getting interesting. <laughs> I can't even imagine, sure. man. Um, but um, yeah, yeah we have a lot. We have a lot to talk about this week, uh, and I know that this first story we have from Chris is. Uh, a doozy. Yeah, it's, it's a been doozy, something dude. all over. Uh, so, try, Chris, I'm, tell I'm, me about it. Let right. me hear it, man. All right, here's the deal, guys. Listen. Here's the deal. Well, this is this relates to news, in my opinion, because it's been talked about the last few weeks. Hollywood is a lot in the news right now. A lot of new movies, strikes, you know, everything. Strikes, yeah. We're talking about Sound of Freedom, folks. We're talking about Sound of Freedom. Now, listen. Sound of Freedom is a movie about child trafficking, uh, essentially supposed to be ba- based on a true story about a man with the last name, I don't actually know his first name, but Ballard would be this guy's last name, Ballard. So it's basically a true story about Ballard who ran this kind of thing to save children. And it's about a real life story of him saving a child. Um, Republicans are having a field day with it. They, they love it. They think it's the best thing ever. When Democrats have spoken out against this movie, uh, I have never seen <laughs> Democrats get harassed so much. I mean, Harry and I get death threats. Harry gets swatted. But, man, when you talk out against Sound of Freedom, it strikes a nerve. I'm telling you, it strikes a nerve. And that's exactly what we're going to do today. Because well, let's let, talk about let it. me tell you something. Sound of Freedom is fucking bullshit. I'm, I'm saying it right <laughs> now. Absolute shit. QAnon fucking <laughs> bullshit. I want to preface this. Child trafficking is a serious issue. It is. And it should be talked about. It should. But not in this way. Not in this way. And we're just going to break it down very simple. And you can go look up, you know, if you're listening at home, you can do some more research on this. Ballard, the man that the story is about, he has a long history, after two investigative reporters looked into him, of basically falsifying uh, and misconstruing uh, a lot of the work he did surrounding uh, saving children. Uh, a lot of the stories he told, because he's essentially like uh, him and his group are like vigilantes that kind of do their own thing to save children. Uh, he has severely misrepresented himself and what he does in, in terms of his raids to save children. One time he supposedly used a psychic in another state to ask the psychic where the child was, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Among doing this, he is a, a pretty avid um, QAnon guy himself. You know, I might get hate for saying that, but he has suggested even this week, I believe it was, uh, you know, two two or three days ago, um, we, we, we they wrote an, an article about how this guy has talked about how uh, blood harvesting of children is real and is happening, which, as you know, led directly to uh, uh, American business being shot up a pizza parlor because a QAnon guy thought that Hillary Clinton was running a child sex ring under there. (laughs) Um, And this is why I get really angry about this stuff because you're actually, it's disgusting how you could use children and like your claim, like these people uh, who are making this movie, their claim about caring about children disguised in in this because, I mean, you're hurting Americans, you're hurting real people, and you're not talking about the issue enough. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The the discourse that I've seen around this movie has been 
something. It's been really something to watch because, you know, we have we have the Democrats or people on the left generally. Or I, I wouldn't even say it's Democrats. I would say it's like people who are just like logical, for example, looking at this movie being like, well, this is obviously not the way to go about talking about this very important issue that should be talked about. It's obviously fueled by conspiracies. And many of the people pushing the film are also fueled by conspiracies. So some of the biggest QAnon proponents. But the Republicans will die on this hill. I mean, these people are dying on the hill. That sound of freedom is all this is 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 exposing the Hollywood elites and crap. Like, it's ridiculous. Exactly, and and that you know, Ballard, the the man, the movie is about. You know, like I just said, is is dabbling in this anti Hollywood. Like they're they're drinking the blood of children. Uh, The actual actor who plays him, Caviezel, Caviezel. I don't I don't know how you pronounce it. He's a big QAnon guy too. Um, he played in a Mel Gibson movie as Jesus, I believe, or something. Uh, recently this week, he went on a podcast and he said that he is also under the belief that if you extract children's blood, it's something about, I think the exact quote is, it's 10 times more potent than heroin and it makes you look younger. And again, suggesting that maybe people in Hollywood <laughs> are using this or, or elites are using this to be younger. Um, Savisol or Caviezel, um himself Ha- has has dabbled in a lot of QAnon things. He even uses the catchphrase that QAnon uses, quote, the storm is upon us. He loves that catchphrase. And basically all this to say that those two are, are at the at the head of this and it's leading to, you know, these posts uh, on in QAnon circles about how, you know, this relates somehow to Donald Trump winning the election. For example, I've seen that, which don't even get i don't know i don't know even how we got there but that's being talked about to being talked about how hollywood hates it there's QAnon people harassing movie theater workers because they think that the movie there was this whole string that like was popular about how um essentially movie theater workers are upset that this movie is being released because they're also all in with hollywood and so people are actually harassing movie theater workers when they go because they think they might be part of like the cabal like the they're part of the (laughs) The, the they're, they're pedophiles. They they want to make sure that this child trafficking movie doesn't see the light of day. Really? See, this is why I call fucking bullshit. Because now you're taking away from actual victims who are experiencing this fucking horrendous crime of child trafficking. You've taken away all of it, and you just have a bunch of like a bunch of Trumpers at the movie theaters harassing AMC workers and claiming, you know, somehow this relates to Trump winning the election and relates to blood harvesting of children that that, that isn't happening and actually getting people killed. People are, you know, walking into pizza parlors Dude, the, the, and shooting. The poor 18-year-old working at AMC who has to explain to, like, a QAnon leader that he's just there he, making he's minimum He's just there wage. making money. And again, like, the, yeah. fact, the fact that I'm talking about this and, and not the child trafficking issue is not my fault. It's theirs. Yeah. It's theirs. And the fact, and the fact of the matter is, like as you mentioned, like we tr- child trafficking is such a serious issue, like such a serious yeah. and disgusting issue, and, and we all think that it it should be a conversation that we're having when we're talking about politics because it's a disgusting crime. Right. And that's you know, Chris and I are never against talking about these serious things, which Republicans would love to claim that liberals don't want them to see the movie for some reason. Oh yeah, but. You know, going about it in a QAnon way is it's, the whole. It's 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 know. yeah, exactly. It a it's takes wrong. away from the actual issue, and b it's just dangerous as hell. Going down this conspiracy theory lane of QAnon is dangerous as hell. And yeah, I, and I mean, like, I'm, I I, th- I think like we're just seeing a a kind of 
a kind of a theme with these popular movements among conservatives where whether it be Sound of Freedom or even Pride Month where these people are going into places of work now and they're harassing people. Like now they're harassing, you know, movie theater workers. They were harassing Target employees. I mean, you know, it's dangerous. It's dangerous as hell. And it's like this whole thing. Like, I guess it's like these anti-Hollywood people versus the elite Hollywood people and everyone's like oh my god anti-hollywood's winning like apparently like uh the actor or whoever produced the movie tried to go to hollywood first and they denied it and i'm like buddy they denied it i wonder why yeah i wonder why (laughs) probably because the character you're playing has fabricated his like half his life and you're dabbling in um anyways i think we get the point so cute yeah i'm i'm avidly i'm speaking out against i'm doing it i'm doing it sound of freedom is a mess it's a fucking mess and personally, I'll go watch it. I actually, ha- I, I actually was planning to buy tickets here shortly because I, I have, I, I have to see what it's about. I have to understand. You know, people are gonna say, "Have you watched it?" No, I'll go watch it. Anyway. Fair enough. Look at that. I mean, hey, props to you. I, I would, I'm not giving that movie any money. No, I, I mean, I shouldn't. Or I shit. shouldn't. But I'm gonna go watch yeah. it. And I'll, apparently, it's like super dramatic and like again over like ridi- like ridiculously unrealistic. But uh, it's based on a true story. Whatever. Uh, fair All enough. Right. Well, hey, make sure to go watch Barbie after it to give it yeah. to the liberals back. Well. No, Oppenheim, Oppenheimer's best movie all time. Oppenheimer. Whatever. It's, Oppenheimer. it's the best movie all time. I saw, I saw it last night like 2 a.m. Oh, my. Oh. Dude. I got I to gotta watch dude, it now. I gotta watch I've never it seen a movie three hours and 20 minutes equally as intense the whole time. Damn. It's cr- it, now, Listen, you heard no, it here first dude, on the Chris and Harry Unplugged podcast. It's crazy. Anyways. That's a bold claim. Listen, sorry. We're not, talk- we're, yeah. talking about, we're not talking about Oppenheimer this week. No, that's a, that. thank you for I honestly, before, as I was saying to you a little bit you know, before we started filming, I didn't really know much about the Sound of Freedom whole thing. I just watched like the conversation online and wow, I thought it was really toxic. So thank you for explaining yeah, it to me. Yeah, we could do like a whole episode on it. I wanted to briefly mention it because listen, I know I probably didn't cover everything, but you can go look up Sound of Freedom. I, I know... Um, I know, like I'm looking right now, the Rolling Stone and NPR have both both written articles about it, about how it's like really dangerous and relating to QAnon and all that stuff. Um, and they're really good reads, so you should check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, let's, all right. Let's go. Let's go to you. We don't know how Man. to. We don't know how to transition this one, but just transition, folks. There, there's no transition from this except for the fact that, folks, we're on the verge of a third Trump indictment, third, ladies and gentlemen. Oh yeah, third Trump. Three. three. One, two, three. One, two, uh, three. The Trump target maybe it's letter. The, <laughs> the Trump target letter. Now, in reality, Georgia could come through before Trump or before the Department of Justice on January 6th. I know it's your home state, the great great state of Georgia. I, I'm but in Fulton County myself. He's in Fulton County. Yeah, go yeah. tell go tell Fannie I'll, Willis I, to get a move on. I, I trust Fannie. Because it was about nine <laughs> yeah. months ago, she said charges are imminent. She said charges are imminent. Define that, imminent. Yeah. Fanny, define. I love you, but I need you to define that. Anyway, go, please, go. please, DA Willis, define yeah. imminent for it. No, anyway, so folks, yeah, as you might have seen in the news, uh, Donald Trump received another target letter from the Department of Justice. And basically, if you're not familiar, a target letter is informing you that you are the target of a certain investigation. So Trump got a target letter uh, during his the, the investigation into classified documents informing him that he is the target of the investigation. He may be charged, and they they listed certain charges. And then what do you know? He was indicted. So now he has received another target letter by the Department of Justice for his actions on and surrounding January 6th. Um, And it's very likely he's going to be indicted again. This is an investigation that's been going on for years. It was originally stalled at the Department of Justice a little bit, uh, but now it it became underway. And the, uh, the certain letter 
listed some charges that Donald Trump might be might be charged with. So I think we want to go over those just a little bit. Yeah. Um, and and I want to reiterate so, before you get into this, if you were go if, for it. when Donald Trump receives a target letter, that's a uh, that's that's very very. Um, indicative of the fact that he yeah he's about to be indicted again like that's not something to be taken lightly a target letter no. is very very serious um so anyway continue yeah like people they don't just hand out target letters right like this is we are kind of just waiting now um and maybe and there's still a possibility he doesn't get charged but you know we'll wait we won't make a conclusive statement when yeah. anyway let's get into some of these charges because some of them are very very interesting so uh uh, this is citing an ABC article, by the way, where we got a lot of this information because it was great. The, the, the three statutes included in this letter um, include uh, conspiracy to commit offense or to defraud the United States, otherwise known as commonly uh, conspiracy to defraud the United States, um, along with a civil rights conspiracy charge, which is the one that has a lot of people interested. That's, that's a little – that kind of threw people for a spin. And, of course, tampering with a witness, victim, or informant, and that's just according to sources. So there could be more charges. There could be less. There could be multiple of, of different statutes. Um, but, I mean, Chris, I'm sure, as you remember, you've, you've studied January 6th a lot. Uh, in the uh, January 6th hearings, there was a lot of talk about witness tampering, right. uh, which was that last charge. Well, yeah. So, I, you know, what's funny, I was talking to someone about what the last charge could relate to. Um, I think there's potential there that it relates in some facet to Mike Pence as well, which is very interesting and I don't think has been talked about enough. Um, but some people say, you know, it relates, I guess, to uh, something about what can, wait, wait, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Can you read the last charge for me one more time? Absolutely. Uh, it's uh, tampering with a witness, victim or informant. Oh, OK, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What's, what was the first charge? The first charge was conspiracy Presumed. to defraud. Okay, the United never States. mind, never mind, never mind. Sorry, sorry. Maybe no, I, you're good. I think I got. I think I might have just got my facts mixed up. But no, well, I mean, I think I, 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 pers- I think go ahead. You you go. Sorry. I I hope hopefully you can help me out here. I know the viewers are probably uh, will probably screaming at me when I say this, but I forget the Trump the woman who worked for Mark Meadows who testified in front of the January Hutchinson 6th Cassidy Cassidy Hutchinson. Yeah. Yes, I think there were a lot of this, and, the, and Liz Cheney mentioned this at the January sixth committee. If I had to take a guess, I would assume it might involve uh-huh. her because okay. there were a lot of, you know, I think at the end of one of her hearings or at her hearing, Liz Cheney ended it with, we have information that Trump, you know, sent his his team or people around him to go pressure Cassie Hutchinson right. to not testify. So that could be it. So I think it could be something okay. like that. Okay. Um, Got it. Yeah, there was. But I, I, Okay. That makes sense. There was some. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I again, this is all like everyone's now doing their investigative, their own personal investigative work to figure out what all this can mean. I, I, I don't know why, and I guess I'm just getting my facts mixed up. There's some conversation about the, um, how some of at least one of the charges could somehow relate to what he wanted Mike Pence to do or not do. Obviously, on January sixth, I don't remember how that tied in but anyway we'll move well, on actually actually i have the charges here and i'm going to read them and we can maybe put some dots together okay. as to what we think is going on here okay um so the first charge is conspiracy to defraud the united states right according to the u.s criminal and this is citing i'm reading directly from an abc article here According to the first to the U.S. Criminal Code, this potential charge would relate to to eight relate to 18 U.S.C. 371, a general conspiracy statute making an offense to quote 
if, quote, two or more persons conspire either to commit any offense against the United States or to defraud the United States or any agency thereof in any manner uh, or for any purpose. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a pretty broad statute that could just be applied pretty pretty easily uh, i mean if i guess you have to define defraud I, this is this is a 21 year old with no degree doing something <laughs> can you define def- defraud yeah i think i mean uh, exactly well it's it's broad for a reason um and uh there there could be more charges but i think i think the january 6th or not the january 6th committee i'm sorry the department of justice has charged a couple people with that already okay um and they and and they've gotten a lot of convictions based off that so i imagine that they're going to go along that kind of reasoning as well for uh like Stuart rhodes for example i think was charged with it don't quote me on that um that could be that could have been an official proceeding obstructing official proceeding but those fall under the same statute anyway okay i'll move on so the second charge and this is the interesting one. Conspiracy against rights in the title for 18 U.S.C. 241, which makes it a crime for two or more persons to conspire to in, or excuse me, to, to conspire to injure, threaten, or intimidate a person in the United States in the free exercise or enjoyment of any right or any privilege or excuse, any, excuse me, any privilege secured by the Constitution or laws of the United States or because of his or her having exercised such a right. Um, and this references... To, this is a reference to the Reconstruction Era federal civil rights statute. So it's going all the way back, citing wow. a federal c- a civil rights statute that could be used against Donald Trump. Um, and actually, and, and I was reading this, and I was very confused as to how this could be applied to uh, January sixth. Um, and many argu- many legal experts are arguing that it could have been applied to uh, January sixth and Trump, but a GW. Law, uh, excuse me, GW University law professor said, I'm guessing the way they could use, they could frame this would be that Trump conspired with others to deprive the voters, maybe those seven states where they were contesting the election, deprive those voters of their right to vote. So interesting. That's really interesting. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so it's like, it's like a very, it's a very complex, complex legal yeah, theory. Jack, Jack, um, Smith, Jack Smith's doing his work. Holy smokes. Yeah. But I mean, we can assure the people listening that, you know, these are not just statutes they're pulling out of their ass. They're doing like intense legal research on precedent and how they could be applied. But, right. So once the potential indictment does come, um, I'm interested to see how they use that. Now, the final charge um, is 18 USC 1512. Um it's you know obviously tampering with a witness, victim, or informant, um, and I'm curious. And then as we kind of talked about a little bit earlier, I'm just curious as to who this might apply to. I think it might be Cassidy Hutchinson. It could even be Mark Meadows, um, but I don't know. So we'll see. So those are the charges. Okay. And I'm not sure if you have any thoughts specifically. Yeah, because it's super I mean, interesting. I think the I think the tampering. Yeah, the tampering with the witness. You know, I I would agree with the Hutchinson, um, for sure. That's one I didn't even think about. Um, obviously, those those hearings were pretty pretty deep um, in terms of the the, the list of witnesses. Um, I was just looking, you know, in terms of yeah, the the defraud of the United States is pretty broad, and I think um, you know this. Uh, I'm reading right now. You know, the statute is broad enough in its terms to include any conspiracy for the purpose of impairing, obstructing, or defeating the lawful function of any department of government. Any conspiracy which is calculated to obstruct or impair its efficiency and destroy the value of its operation and reports as fair, impartial, and reasonably accurate would be to defraud the United States by depriving it of its lawful right and duty, blah, 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 blah. So that, I mean, yeah. yeah. 
That's it's a big deal. That's, Actually, I just want to. I want to quickly nail on the that's uh, that's that's hammer on the nail right there. That's that's yeah. That that's a that seems almost like kind of uh, case closed. Close. Right. Exactly. Um, right. I just want to make a quick correction, actually. I said that the first charge um, was obstruction of an official, official proceeding. It's actually the third charge, which regards a witness tampering. That is the one that a lot of over 300 people have been charged with, Stuart Rose was charged with. Um, and it's very likely that Donald Trump will be charged with it as well if he's indicted. Um, and obstructing an official proceeding, big deal. I mean, it has like an up up to a, a pretty, pretty hefty prison sentence. Um so we'll see. I mean, it's kind of just up in the air. There's not much news surrounding this other than the fact that there are specific charges been cited. Trump got this letter. Others have gotten letters right. uh, in different investigations, but yeah. Yeah, and I think my only other thoughts is like you just said, we read at least one of the statutes. Um, that's pretty nail on the nail on the head, right? Especially after the January 6th committee. I mean, um, you know, this has garnered a lot of talk because it's it's federal about if he might enter a plea agreement mm. to not run. Um, and I think that's really my only other following thought is, you know, um, it's really contested legally whether you can actually enter a plea deal that says that you are not allowed to run for office, um, essentially to avoid jail time. Because at this point, Donald... Donald's Donald's looking. I mean, if he gets, if let's say he gets indicted for, he's, let's assume he's about to get indicted for this, and then he's going to get indicted in Georgia, he's staring down the nozzle of three hundred plus years in prison right now, uh, and not some like light shit. This is like I know a lot of people talk about how he'll never see a jail cell, and I also generally agreed with that until recently. Um, he's he's looking at some really serious shit right now, class especially you know with classified documents in January sixth. Um, I believe it was Nixon's vice president. Uh, I'm blanking on the name. He actually oh, Agnew Spear Agnew. At, correct. Thank you. He uh he got indicted for uh, taking bribes, and he was similar to Donald Trump in the way that he was like, "They're coming after me," uh, which means they're coming after you. They're making up this whole fake. It was like a it was like a mini, very mini Donald Trump. Um, but he literally got up on a stage as the, the charges were drawing closer. And he was like, no matter what, no matter what, I am not resigning. I refuse to resign. I will stay in, in office if they indict me, no matter what. It was less than five days later, he resigned for a plea deal. Um, wow. Because I guess prosecutors looked at him and were like, no chance, buddy. If you, if you're, you're, yeah. Now, I now I think there's some follow up to that where a judge then later said that that was unconstitutional because I guess you can't deprive someone of their right to, or it's almost like you're depriving citizens of the ability to vote for something or other. But it's an interesting theory that maybe there could be a work, especially in this case with this target letter. Now that we're looking at an indictment, where I I don't think. Ever in six years of listening to Donald Trump, have we ever heard him say he was wrong, apologize, admit guilt? I mean, he's a narcissist, but maybe he won't run. Maybe he won't run. And I think that, you know, uh, Republican presidential candidate Chris Christie, who uh, we both vehemently disagree with, I think he'd be a bad president, but he was a prosecutor at one point in New Jersey. And, you know, he mentioned the fact that in a lot of these cases, the Department of Justice will offer a plea deal. And he said, I'm almost certain that they're going to. And I imagine that the Department of Justice will. Um, 
it just depends on what that plea deal is. I hope the plea deal isn't light. And I do think that I understand that he's a former president. But given the offenses, mm-hmm. I think it would be wrong not to have him serve some form of jail time. I, I don't want any house I, arrest in Mar-a-Lago. I completely agree. You know, yeah. I don't want him having his serve the people who serve him, the people he employs, yeah. and having this lovely beach to look at in Mar-a-Lago. No, right? And the fact of the matter is, um, you know, Trump and his his supporters will put on, put on this bravado. They'll say that they're not scared and that they have nothing to worry about, and that Trump's okay. But that's not the truth when you look at the legal filings, because Trump says he's innocent. He says, I did nothing wrong in the classified document case specifically. Um, why wouldn't you want the trial to get over with, Donald? Because yeah. his court, his lawyers were in court this week arguing that the trial should be delayed until after the 2024 presidential election. If that doesn't scream he's terrified, he knows the bad oh, yes, for him, yes. then it does. And and now the, the trial for the classified document case has been set for May 20th, 2024. Long way away, but it's plenty of time before the November election. It's six months, but there's plenty of room for delay. In fact, a lot of people believe that the January 6th trial will happen if he's indicted before the before wow. the classified document case, which is frustrating. Hopefully yeah. there's not delays. But Donald, I'm going to look right in the camera when I say this one. Donald, if you're not scared, let the trial happen, Donald, man. Donald is, Donald is scared. Donald is scared. scared. If Donald's not scared, then about every every person surrounding him is terrified. Maybe Donald's just like, you know, oh, yeah. such so an idiot anyway, he doesn't know. That's the story right now. Uh, yep. Just to quickly sum up, um, Staring at the, the three statutes are uh, conspiracy to commit or to defraud the United States, a civil rights conspiracy charge, and tampering with a witness, victim, or informant, which likely will be obstructing an official proceeding which many January 6th rioters have already been charged with, and I'm sure the Department of Justice will argue something yeah. similar. One, so, one yeah, percent. Maybe, big deal. Maybe uh, in the next two or three weeks, we'll hop on here and be like, breaking, Donald's been indicted again. Yeah, and we've never, you know, our podcast uh, was not a thing before for the other two indictments, no. so this will be our first Trump indictment. Yeah, but we get pretty, we get pretty in-depth and excited about the Trump indictment, so. We do. Yes. Um so, folks, be on the lookout for that. Yeah. Be on the lookout. Be on the lookout. All right. Um, moving forward. Moving forward. Let's talk about another 2024 presidential oh, candidate who made the news be, this week. Which would be, excuse me, Ron, Ron DeSantis. DeSantis. Now, listen. Ron DeSantis approved. Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry. My eyes are watering. Ron DeSantis approved Florida's new uh, school curriculum this week. Very, actually, it might have been today or yesterday. One of the, yeah. Yep. Um, and essentially, this is where we're going to talk about how now high schools in Florida, there's new standards that say, you know, um, essentially when you're teaching about the civil rights movement and slavery, you know, even before then, slavery in the United States, uh, that, that African Americans and slaves received, quote, some personal benefit from slavery. That is one of the new standards to teach about. Um, he was on a maybe I'll put up the clip of him actually speaking of someone asking him about this um, you know what we'll throw it up right now clarification on one thing within the policy it says instruction includes how slaves develop skills which in some instances instances could be applied for their personal benefit could you just explain why well you should talk to them about it. I mean I didn't do it and I wasn't involved What's in it um, but I think um, I think what they're doing is I think that they're probably going to show um, some of the folks that eventually parlayed, uh, you know, being a blacksmith into into doing things later later in life. Um, but the reality is, all of that is rooted in whatever is factual. They listed everything out, 
And if you have any questions about it, just ask the Department of Education. You can talk about those folks. But I mean, these were scholars who put that together. It was not anything that was um, that was done politically. Yeah. So that's that's a that's a thing apparently. Also, part of <laughs> part of the curriculum that wasn't talked about as much is another quote. And and for the record, the quote I just read about personal benefit that is a direct quote from the curriculum. The other direct quote is that they're going to teach how you know during you know the 1900s and the 1800s um how there was violent crime and riots committed by and to african americans so when you talk about like a lot of race riots um leading up you know a hundred years of a span of a hundred years apparently they need to talk about how they were also committed by african americans which a lot of historians immediately pointed out is just weirdly inaccurate mostly you know obviously 99 percent of the horrible race riots were you know just slaughtering african-americans but yeah. regardless of all this uh ron DeSantis is getting a lot of heat for this um and this is kind of w- what i want to say about it and you can touch on it as well i think um kamala harris said pretty well today and i think this just sums it up enough she didn't directly say this but she pretty much said this what the fuck are we debating right now like, like I, I just very bluntly, what the fuck are we debating? Are we, as a society, is Ron DeSantis in Florida trying to have a debate about what personal benefits there were from slavery? Is that where we're at? We're debating that? Get the fuck out. What is, like, what the fuck are we debating? And furthermore, this is my opinion, and I know I've actually seen some disagreement with this. People say, you know, Ron DeSantis himself said Booker T. Washington and other slaves, they, they did learn uh, beneficial things while they were enslaved, and we should... You know, even a, a historian came out, I think, with Ron DeSantis and said, you know, we should teach, you know, we shouldn't teach that at the history of African-American slavery is just all negative uh, and that, you know, these these people or the, the that African-Americans could who were enslaved uh, also, you know, I, I don't I don't really it's hard for me to conceptualize, I guess. But I guess. Yeah, seriously. I guess how, you know, it's it's not just that they're all victims. They also, you know, use their what they learned for good which i i i guess i don't really understand anyways point being this is how i feel about this when you are in society and you are very privileged in society uh and then your privilege starts to go away um you feel oppressed and that's where we're at with republicans and white men in this country i am a white man myself so is harry uh and i can guarantee you on everything we're incredibly privileged compared to everybody else but oftentimes Uh, white people just feel like they are they're losing privilege and it feels like oppression to them and when you start to feel like you're oppressed you have conversations like this which in my opinion looks like you're trying to rewrite history that's what you're trying to do that's what ron DeSantis and republicans are trying to do right now they're they're just slipping these little like thing they're 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 trying to just be like, yeah, well, in history, not 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 a uh, everyone did kind of bad, you know. Everybody did bad, and 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 slaves, you know, had had good things happening to them while they were enslaved. Like such fucking bullshit. And they're they're uncomfortable with the idea that we could talk about that, you know, white people did horrible, horrible yeah. things in this country for so you many know, years. You know what this reminds me of? Um, it reminds me of like holocaust world war ii discourse because when you're talking when you're talking about like how shitty hitler was there's always someone on the far right well it was like well hitler built roads right, right. exactly well hitler built he roads. built some road right. i'm like i don't fucking, fucking care. care hitler could have built a spaceship right. to fucking jupiter right. and landed a person on the planet i don't Spaceships, give a shit right. i don't care right so 
when we're talking about everything that's going on with Ron DeSantis and, you know, this educational standard thing, I I don't care about the skills they learned while they were enslaved against their will. That's not something we should be teaching along, alongside slavery. There was no personal benefit to slavery. There wasn't any any experiences they took, slaves took, and then furthered themselves after slavery because after slavery, they were still fucking oppressed. There was the KKK. There was lynchings. There was all these terrible things that were happening to slaves after the fact. It's like, are they teaching that? Are they talking about sharecropping, about how right. uh, white farmers purposefully uh, kept uh, black Americans, African Americans at the time, uh, poor, basically keeping them legally enslaved by by sharecropping? I mean, are they talking about all those things? There's Look, I can't believe I have to say this in 2023. There's no fucking benefit to slavery for the enslaved. None. None. The only people that benefited from slavery, slavery were the racist white farmers in the South who were abusing and murdering these people. And I mean, it, it's very frustrating for, for me and I imagine so many other people Especially, I imagine uh, Black Americans hearing this disgusting, you know, vile rhetoric coming from Ron DeSantis. But um, it's a spe- I took an African American history course, specifically African American history, from slavery until like the eighteen sixties, and um, maybe it was the nineteen sixties, nineteen sixties. And I just remember hearing these stories about what these slave owners would do to their slaves, such as uh, I-, I hope. Uh, just for, for a warning for people, we're going to talk about some sexual assault stuff here. Raping uh, women in front of their husbands and kids. You're whipping people. Murdering slaves. I mean, it's just disgusting. So when you're hearing this stuff about like personal benefit, it's total horse crap. There is no personal benefit to, to slavery. And I can't believe we have a party, a major political party in the United States, trying to push this crap. Yeah. And I think that's incredibly well said. And again, like reiterates what Kamala Harris said today. Like, just sit down for a second. Like the fact that you even have to get into, because like someone on the Ron DeSantis committee tried to be like, you know, oh, yeah. uh, well, you know, you're 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 minimizing them to victims or something. Like, pause. What are we debating right now? If if slavery has its benefits, what the f- like? You're literally just doing this. You're doing this because you're anti woke. And again, I'll reiterate it again. You're doing this because the the because white people feel like. Like the white Republican narrative right now is that white people are being oppressed and they all of a sudden feel like they have to rewrite fucking history to to just, I don't know, to just, you know, it's just, anti- <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. I don't know. Like, it, it's just this anti-woke like, fucking disgusting nonsense. That's, I don't know. It's, bro, it's, and that's the thing, bro. It's like it, all this is in response to wokeness. This is part of Ron DeSantis's woke policy. And that's why, and you're right. What the f- Two things. What the fuck? You're right. What the fuck are we debating? Why the fuck is this even a debate in 2023? This shit gets me heated, man. Right. Why is this even a debate in 2023 where we're sitting here, where you and I have to sit on this podcast and be like, no, there was no benefit to slavery. Why do we have to say that in 2023? That's a given. It's Republicans. And I know we have some Republicans watching. Maybe we have some far right. Maybe we don't. But it's not hard to just say, no, there was no personal benefit to slavery. Right? But number two. This is why it's so important that right now for the Republican Party in its current state, we don't elect a Republican president of any kind. We don't elect Republican senators. We don't elect Republican House members and all the way down the ballot because this is what the Republican Party believes. This is what they are pushing. This is what they're running on. It's absurd. It's absurd. And we cannot have this in the White House. We cannot have, whether it be DeSantis or Trump or any of these Republicans who are trying to mirror these people just for poll numbers, we cannot have people in the White House who believe that there was some personal benefit to slavery at, at any time in history. It's, oh my God. Yeah. It's oh, absurd. Dude, absolutely. 
100 very well bro. said i agree it just gets me, bro. This shit's getting whole heat. so heated, bro. Yeah, I just, I. Uh, what a mess. Flor- I mean, Florida. What a mess. Florida, Florida is a mess, and um, mm. yeah, I think, I think that's probably. It might be. I, I don't know that there's really anything else we want to touch on on that issue besides, you know, um, you know, but just, just fuck them. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah. How, how slaves put- develop skills, which in some instances could be applied for their personal benefit, like. I like, like, I, I'm just I, woke, woke, anyway, woke, this, woke, woke. This is the last thing I'm going to say on this. I would love for DeSantis to tell me in what instance did slavery teach a slave some things that they used after slavery? Because I don't think they understand what happened after slavery. It was still the reconstruction was going on, but that failed. Reconstruction totally failed its goal, and it, the South was still brutally racist. You, you, African Americans were were insanely poor they had no livelihoods and there was still some massive oppression going on so in what instance were these 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 skills quote unquote that they learned during slavery ever applied yeah and what the fuck exactly and i think like it's it's i this is what i kind of wanted to find i think it's um the uh part of the part of the uh law in the curriculum now is you know in florida is that a person should not be instructed to quote feel guilt, anguish, or any other form of psychological distress due to their race, color, sex, or national origin. And so I guess this this relates to this because if you like, for example, add that um, you know, somehow during the race riots, uh African Americans were also committing like actively committing like uh participating in race riots which they weren't uh, i guess like the white kids in the classroom won't feel bad about dude what the fuck is this anti-woke bullshit holy shit. oh my god this why oh my god see this oh anyway, look when and when i I'm, i just want these republicans to point me an example when white people have been in a classroom among uh other you know people of color other people of color students where they felt shame about slavery like they're being shamed like i don't think i've ever heard of a story of a teacher being like you're white it's because dude it's it's like you know what i mean it's because it doesn't it doesn't exist these people like like the like yeah of course when it's it's so funny to me because they're always like you know like you don't want to be shamed in the classroom no one's no one's shaming you it's that you feel shame because i don't know maybe you feel like you're maybe you really do feel that privilege so when people start talking about how like the last 200 years in america was just like white people constantly you know enslaving and doing horrible things you just feel bad about yourself like i don't know what else to tell you besides like go get therapy no one's fucking shaming go get, like bro the world doesn't revolve around you, you. yeah like dude, the so world doesn't weird. revolve around you so when we're talking about slavery in class or you know the atrocities that have been committed against uh, black americans throughout our history it, it's not about you champ yeah, it's not it's, about it's, you sitting in the yeah. classroom thinking the teacher is targeting you no it's about learning about our history that we have to remember, have to remember this brutal oh, yeah. treatment, which is persistent and that's what, that's up until what super, today. That's, oh. that's what's super important. We literally, this is an issue that has to be talked about and has to be talked about accurately. Because part of what Ron DeSantis in Florida is trying to do is not only change the history and rewrite it, but also in the ways that they want to not talk about it anymore. Because they're like, yeah. you know, we don't want to make people uncomfortable, uh, blah, 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 blah. People do not understand the timeline of this in American history. You understand the first African-American child to be desegregated, like put into an all-white school in New Orleans, today is 68. 68. 
She's like yeah. my parents' age. Like this is not – so many Americans, including a Ugh. lot of Republicans, feel like this issue happened 200 years. If we stop talking – I hear it all the time. If we stop talking about the racial issues, they'll go away. No, the fuck they won't. You're so fucking full of shit. <laughs> they, need to be talk- yeah. they need to be talked about more. And just, again, conceptualize that timeline. There's like your parents or my parents close to that age. I, I really like, dude, I, I can't not say her name because I just like, look, it's it, no, no, pick, pull up her name. But I, again, I, I want to remind people the Civil Rights Act, the Voting Rights Act and Brown v. Board of Education, which Chris is talking about here, segregation wise, happened in like the 1960s. Yeah, they, they literally just happened. They just happened. They just happened in, in history. Like, this is not centuries ago. This is not out of uh, modern history. Jo- President Johnson was in office. It's not yeah, that far. Dude, it's, uh, it's not Ruby that far Bridges. Um, I literally made a video this Ruby morning Bridges. about Ruby Bridges. I blanked on her name. I'm sorry. Yeah, Ruby Bridges. Um, she was the first African American girl to desegregate a New Orleans public school in 1960. She's 68. 68 right now. And you, I'm sure. Have you seen that photo of her? What? Oh Walking. yeah. She, yeah. She was. Yeah, she was yeah, escorted. She was escorted by federal marshals. Federal marshals. Yep. And they're like, yeah, if we just don't talk about this anymore because it was so long ago, how the fuck do you think Ruby – like, go tell Ruby Bridges some stupid shit like – oh, my God. Yeah, no, no. Go go tell Ruby Bridges and the descendants of slaves that they all – there was some personal benefit there. Go tell them. You for, fuck – yeah, anyway. I'm not going to say it, but actually I'm going to say it, you fucking idiots. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Sorry, I mean – there's anyway, this shit just gets – Chris and I so heated because it's like, what are we, what are we doing, what bro? Are we doing, what right? are we doing? Let's go forward, not backwards. backwards right? Exactly. Oh man! And in the name of, and look, it's all in the name of anti wokeness. We don't mean to go on a tirade about this, but this whole anti woke crap it's, is, it's gone, it's gone from as, and we've talked about this in previous podcast episodes. Their anti woke agenda has gone from we want to protect the kids to. Slaves had some personal benefit. Yeah, it's gone yeah. to full blown racism, transphobia, homophobia. <laughs> yeah. No, one hundred percent. Mask off. Mask you know? off. No, you're mask 100- off. They, they, they're going. Oh, my. anyway, you're one hundred percent. They're going right. mask off. Mask now. off. Oh my god. Yeah. Ah oh, man. Dude, anyway, crazy. crazy. Sorry, folks, no, but that is a very important topic to talk about. Uh, the fact that this is going on in a state, and this guy's running for president, and he has like twenty percent support in the Republican Party. And he's defending it. He, he doubled down today. He was like, oh, anyway, okay. Let's, oh, should we move yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, we got to. Because we we're going to keep talking yeah, about brutal. this. All right, um, everybody, let's talk about another insane Republican, another ridiculous thing going on in our country right now. Tommy Tuberville, Republican senator from Alabama. Um, since February, he has been holding up uh, military nom- uh, nominees um, it, for Defense Department nominees and all these different things. Um, since February. And since and the reason he's doing this is because the Defense Department has a policy that pays for the travel expenses of service members traveling to other states to have an abortion or just to access reproductive health care. Not even an abortion. You don't even have to be getting an abortion, but if you just need to go to another state to access some form of reproductive health care, uh, that the defense the Defense Department will cover cover your travel expenses, which it should. So Tommy Tuberville has been holding up all these nominees, 207. It's going to be in above 650 nominees by the end of the year if he continues doing this. And this is becoming a real problem for the military because a lot of key uh, appointees have not been appointed. They're not, there's, the, the positions are empty. For example, there right now is no confirmed leader of the U.S. Marine Corps. We don't have a leader for the Marine Corps. 
What? This person, we don't have a leader from the Marine Corps, and it gets worse. Oh. This person plays a key role in overseeing troops in the South China Sea, which, as you know, oh, is very yeah, that, contentious that, that, right that, now. No, 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 Taiwan no, 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 no. That doesn't sound important at all. No, that yeah, actually, it's so irrelevant. Who sounds can, irrelevant. Like, oh, my. So, anyway, this person who oversees the Marine Corps and has a lot of control over troops in the South China Sea, which is a very contentious area right now, we don't have a leader there. Uh, the Marine, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, the Marine Commandant is unfilled, and get this, the Marine Commandant, um, Commandant, excuse me, uh, is unfilled for the first time since the Civil War. Since the Civil War, we don't have a leader in that position. And um, the Commandant is a member of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Chiefs of Staff, um, and, you know, this guy's a very important role. And as I've as for the reasons I mentioned, um, so we have first time since Republicans the Civil War for the first time in Civil War. We have Republicans actively in our government preventing our military from remaining strong, from getting stronger. They're hurting our military, and all in the name of we don't want. And and look, John Kirby, who works with the Biden administration and works with the military and all this stuff, was giving a press conference the other day, and he was asked why the abortion policy is critical to military readiness, and he talked about how. In our military, one in five service members are women, and they're seeing a decrease in women wanting to enroll in the military. It's a voluntary force. They're seeing a decrease in women because of these radical abortion laws in these states. And if they can't go to another state to get reproductive rights if they're in the military, they're just not going to go at all. So there's a big problem right now, and this is is causing – and as Jen Psaki said the other day – no military commander is going to tell you that the biggest problem in the military is wokeness. Yeah. We, we hate. Dude, oh my I mean, God. it's just like, it's disgusting. And again, it like relates all back to my very first point when we started this pod, which was you're just getting more extreme and more ridiculous as time goes on. It's like this, it's just absolutely disgusting. And for how much Republicans claim to, to be all about our military, they're, they, you know, Tommy's causing quite a bit oh. of trouble. In the name yeah. of, you know, fucking, oh, my God. Dude, and, you know, Jen Psaki, but as you know, Biden's former press secretary, made a great point on her show recently where she was like, you know, <laughs> Republican Senator Ted Cruz recently declared war on Barbie. He declared war on Barbie on Fox News. That was a, that was a, the chiron. I remember, yeah. Ted Cruz, yeah. And Jen Psaki's like, well, clearly, senators like Ted Cruz think that that's a bigger issue than our military being weak yeah and dude the dude the biden like the <laughs> biden the biden administration has to hammer this i mean really yeah. really really like from a pr standpoint that's like the first place my mind goes i'm like yeah dude these people are absolutely batshit but like dude just take the take the i don't give a fuck take the fox news clip of ted cruz declaring war on barbie and just blast it everywhere. The Biden admin just needs to blast it. Be like, this, these, this is who you're. This is th- these are these people. You're oh my, like you're a senator, and you can your job is not. To, yeah, and oh. you can even convince Republicans to to vote another way. And I know this is surprising, but again, like Republicans voting right now might look at what Tommy Tuberville is doing and say, "What the fuck." What, what the fuck what are you the doing? Fuck? Yeah. Like, I can't, I'm, you know, if I'm an American citizen, like, I really care that our military is doing well. You're holding up our military for stuff that I don't care about. What the fuck? And then maybe you turn yeah. on the news and you see the fact that we're, you know, you're in Texas. You're in Texas. Ted Cruz is 
declaring war on Barbie. And maybe you're in Texas and you're, I don't know, and you're struggling. What? Like, I'm telling you, there's room for the Biden admin and Democrats to hammer this and be like, please, like, like, don't, dude, these people don't help Americans. Like, 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 they don't help like, Americans. Like, Guys, 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 guys. We have just, a Republican senator declaring war on Barbie. We have a Republican senator holding up critical, and I, I cannot stress critical enough, critical military appointments uh, because he's mad that the Department of uh, Defense reimburses people for travel expenses, not even for the procedure. You got to pay for the procedure yourself, but reimburses travel expenses. Um, we have Republican governors implementing racist educational standards. Guys, there's no competition yeah, here. Yeah, it's time. There's no world in which the Republicans are doing more for this country right now than the Democrats. I agree. There's anyway. I I, I just this story about Tom, Tommy Tuberville. It's been going on since February. Um, I had to talk about it because, I, you know, they they Republicans always talk about China and China this, China that, all this China, and then we don't have a, a leader for troops over and, who plays a key role in the, in the on the troops in the, the South China, China Sea. Right. Anyway, I'm sorry, uh, guys. This the, is just, it's been such a, yeah. See, when we started this episode, we said a lot happened in the ra- last week. We're we, we, he said I mean, we meant it. We meant it. We meant it. Um, anyway, so that's that, folks. All right. Yeah, I think that's pretty much the news for this week. Just absolutely. Yeah, Republicans gonna... being hypocritical and doing weird Hollywood, anti-Hollywood <laughs> things. Um, <laughs> you want to do a couple segments, then we'll read an email? Let's jump right into some segments. What would you like to start with? You, you can go ahead. You can go ahead. Okay. All right. Um, so I don't know if we actually want to put the image up. Maybe we'll put the blurred image up. I don't even know if that's appropriate. But um, I think YouTube is rules think? on. Mm. We'll, we'll, I, I think, we, won't, I think okay. we should just describe this one. Usually, usually I'm, pretty, one I'm pretty good with like, I'm like, ah, it'll be fine. But this one, especially with YouTube, I don't know. That's a good idea. This one's a little gross. And you're right. Let, we're just going to describe it to you. And if you'd like to maybe do some more research into this one, uh, you very well can. I'm not sure how much I'd recommend it, though. But um, earlier this week in the House of Representatives, there was a congressional hearing on Hunter Biden. As we've talked about on this podcast before, how the Hunter Biden investigation is falling apart Uh you know, just continues to get worse for the Republicans, making them more look uh, more foolish by the day. But this one was really the nail in the coffin for this investigation, and I think a lot of Americans agree. During the middle of this congressional hearing on Hunter Biden, Marjorie Taylor Greene thought it was a good idea to whip out inappropriate photos of Hunter Biden unclothed, no clothes on, on the House floor and display them for people. I, I mean, when I saw that, my jaw dropped. The, the bar is low oh, for Marjorie yeah, Taylor Greene. The bar is low. Very low. Yeah. But exposing photos of the president's son on the House floor for political gain? What, what the, the fuck, fuck is yeah. wrong with you? And it gets worse because after the fact, Marjorie Taylor Greene, from her congressional email, emailed a link and a story out to her supporters that included a link and to, to inappropriate pictures and videos of Hunter Biden. So for the party that always screams that, you know, the liberals and the LGBTQ are exposing kids to inappropriate things, Marjorie Taylor Greene just sent out inappropriate pictures of the president's son to potential oh, kids oh, yeah. who are on no, the mailing list. I mean, list. yeah, the party, of, the party of family values and all that is like showing nude photos on live television during a congressional hearing. Yeah, that's, no, that, that yeah. 
for sure. I mean, what what possesses you to think that that's a good no, idea? No, again, and it's just the bar continues to get lower and lower and lower and lower and lower. They're willing to go as low as possible. And it, I, like, I, I'll be interested, maybe we should talk about at some point, how I can't even begin to start to decipher what's real and what's not. You know, a lot of people, right. uh, I think Representative Jeff Jackson talks about this a lot on TikTok, how a lot of these people barely even believe the shit they say. They just, you know, or maybe they believe it, but a lot of the shit they do, like, they're in closed doors. They're very normal. But when they get up, they just have to go as low as possible for, I don't know, the clicks, the the campaign clicks. Um, but, dude, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, like, just such a mess. Such a mess. I, I mean, look, let me put it this way. If, and I tweeted this out, um, if a Democrat in a congressional hearing put up inappropriate images of like Ivanka Trump oh, right, or any of Donald Trump's daughters or any, any even a Republican's, Republican member's Congress daughter or son or whoever it may be, um, I would be appalled. I'd be disgusted. Just, yeah. I'd condemn them immediately. That is so gross and it's so inappropriate and so unnecessary. Um, I would condemn them immediately. I would say, who the fuck do you think you are to do that? That's so violating of that person's private, privacy. That's the right response. But the Republicans embraced Marjorie yeah, Taylor exactly. Greene. So, oh my God. <sighs> no, dude. I mean, it's, that's a good reaction. The size. I, I just don't is, even like. I, I don't like truly like. I feel like my brain melts at a lot of this stuff. Like I'm just like, dude. I don't even know what to say. I mean, it, well, yeah. After talking about this absurd crap for like an hour now, we're getting close to an hour. It's like, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's brain melting. It's brain melting. It's actually so. Anyway, it's brain melting. I'm I'm gonna leave it there because it's that crazy. Chris, I want to yeah. hear. Um. So Marjorie Taylor Greene, oh, you know, man. goes low of low. Doesn't represent Georgia, by the way. You know, I I go to Kennesaw State University, which is Cobb County. I'm I I, te- I live in Fulton County. I live in. Yeah, I live in a lot of places. Um, I don't actually, but like you know, I'm a college kid, so I have like a dorm, or that's not really a whatever. But her her district's quite close to mine, Dalton, Georgia. Well, part of it is Dalton, Georgia, and just just Marjorie, you you don't you don't represent Georgia. I'm sorry, uh, you just no, you just not. don't you just don't. Anyways, <sighs> so we'll go to my segment, and we'll read an email. My segment's pretty quick. I just wanna. It's really just a couple things, just a couple words to you folks. First of all. Joe, if Joe's watching, I know I said I'd talk about Ukraine and some isolationist policies Trump made. Uh, I, I want to do like a little bit more of like a deep dive on that one. I don't want to make it like a little bit of a longer segment. So I'm postponing you until next week. But but Joe, I promise you, I li- I'm looking at you. I'm looking in the camera. I don't know if you watch on YouTube. Shout out, Joe. I promise I have not forgotten about you. And I would love to talk about it. And I will. I promise. Um, so I love you very much. Next week. Now, uh, my my um, my segment just and I talked about this today on a TikTok. Listen, folks, please understand something. As we went, just went through this entire week, controversies and Trump mess. We'll specifically relate this to Donald Trump. <sighs> Donald Trump has been indicted twice: once for paying off a porn star, once for stealing classified documents. About to be indicted again for inciting an insurrection. He believes the election was stolen. He was found liable for sexual abuse and had to pay $5 million. A judge recently called him a rapist. The list of controversies Donald Trump has is a mile long. He once refused to go to a service to 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 uh, 
to recognize fallen Marines because he was scared his hair would get disheveled. This Donald Trump, and this guy is the front runner for the Republican nomination. And I have screamed this over and over and over and over again, and I will not stop. Just to uh, put some things in perspective for you, if you're watching at home, Barack Obama, two of Barack Obama's, uh, we'll talk about one. I'm sure everyone's very familiar with the tan suit. If you're not, you can look up Obama tan suit. There's a Wikipedia page. Big controversy for Obama. He wore a tan <laughs> suit at a press conference. It was not okay. This is another one you may have forgotten about. Did you know that a big controversy for Barack Obama was using Dijon mustard on a burger? No, this is not a comedy skit. Here's the clip. President Obama is a real man of the people, and yesterday he dropped by a popular Virginia restaurant to grab a burger with his pal Joe. Now, the Gateway Pundit blog pointed out that plain old ketchup, well, it didn't quite cut it for the president. Now, take a look at him ordering his burger with a very special condiment. All right, I'm going to have a, uh, just a, your basic cheddar cheeseburger, medium well. Dijon mustard? I think the president watched just a little bit too much television as a kid. Yes, that was it. Fox News played this over and over again because apparently Obama was elitist because, according to Fox News, he didn't want to use, quote, regular yellow mustard. And as Sean Hannity said himself, you know, I hope you enjoy that fancy burger, Mr. President. So just, just remember that as you're walking through your day on this Monday. Remember that just a few years ago, the controversy was... Barack Obama using Dijon mustard. And now I have to, you know, that was like, that was, a, that was a big thing. People were convinced. They were like, he's an elitist. Now I have to fight to convince people that it may be a problem that we have a soon to be four time, yeah, after Georgia and everything else, four time indicted sexual abusing election denier who's going to run for president, who's, who's going to be the Republican nominee. Just, just that's it. Just uh, that's all I want to say. Isn't that, that isn't that remarkable? Republic Obama D. Yo, shout out Obama. I love Obama so much, man. Shout out President Obama. And then we'll read an email and we'll let you folks go on this Monday. Um, thank you so much for all the amazing emails, guys. We read them all. I promise. Um, we do. They are also very kind. We're just gonna read one today, and then next week I think we're gonna kind of try to refigure out how we do emails. Again, you can email us anytime. Questions at cmhsunplugged.com. You can ask us a question. A lot of you guys just reach out to say thank you and tell us about yourselves. We appreciate that so much, and I read all of them, yeah. truly. Uh, you guys are very kind, and it means the world. Yeah. Um, we're going to do a little bit of a different different one today. This is from Bradley. Okay, Bradley said, Why are you a show called Unplugged when you're clearly using electricity? I don't understand how stupid you kids are that you don't understand the term unplugged. You have microphones. You have electricity. You have technology. You're not unplugged. You dumb piece of garbage sent from my iPhone. Bradley, I appreciate you a lot. Thank you for listening. Uh, just so everybody knows, because we've never formally talked about this, the show is called Unplugged because a lot of times Harry and I do, or we're mainly on TikTok. And TikTok's 30 seconds, 45 seconds, not really conversational. Um, and, and, you know, you have to put in a different type of work on TikTok. It's called Unplugged because we almost want to come across raw is one of the, the – um, the uh, definitions of unplugged as if we're, we're not filtered. We're not, we're not cutting anything uh, as best we can. You know, I know we have technical difficulties, but we don't cut. We, we fuck up. We do, we say whatever we want 
um, because that's kind of a version we want to show people because we don't show it very often on TikTok. That's why the show is called Unplugged. Um, you can look up that definition if you'd like. But Bradley, thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in, calling us <laughs> calling us dumb. I was aware I was aware we were plugged in and had electricity, but I appreciate you letting me know that. Uh, and to everyone else, um, Joe, another Joe emailed us recently about thanks for creating these podcasts. I appreciate you. Andrew, Tom, Kevin, um, Lori, I appreciate you guys so much. And we're going to try to kind of reformulate the email segment so I can just kind of figure out how to do it in a different way. But promise I've read them all. You can email us anytime uh, and uh, check us out on all platforms. Um, and, yeah, let us know in the comments and via email who you would like to see on the podcast guest-wise. Looking at some potential guests for podcasts and uh, want to bring someone on. So, yeah, I think that'll do it. What do you think, Harry? think that's uh i think that it will do it i think it's been a good podcast today my man it's been good it's been good listen everybody enjoy your monday be safe be easy we'll be back here next week all platforms monday 1 p.m appreciate you guys be safe